Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. Welcome back, Lab Coat Nation. In this week's episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast, I had the opportunity to talk with Coach Jim Remley, who is an incredible conversationalist. Jim dropped out of college to become a real estate agent and in less than two years achieved the highest level of success in his market by understanding how to start a conversation and go beyond the basic. Jim is a great teacher and shares his secrets to understanding aspirational and experiential marketing and how it can help you convert more in 2020. If you are struggling to talk to enough people every day to achieve your goals, you need to tune into this podcast episode. Now let's get started. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast. I'm really excited today because, uh, as usual, as I always mention, a lot of these guests I've never met before until like, uh, you know, 60 seconds before we go live. And today is no different, but I've done some homework, I've done some stalking, I've read up on this gentleman, and I'm very excited to, uh, to talk with him. So let me give you a little background about who he is. Uh, this gentleman at, uh, started in real estate at the age of 19 after dropping out of, of college uh, to become a top 1% realtor nationwide. Listed over 150 properties in a 12-month period. At the age, ripe old age of 24, opened a real estate company, grew it to 17 offices, becoming the largest real estate company in the state of Oregon. Today, he is a speaker, author, consultant, author of The Path to Real Estate Zen, and the way he describes it is the Netflix of coaching, which is pretty cool. And oh, by the way, his real estate firm today will close almost a billion one billion with a B in sales volume with just over 160 agents. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Jim Remley. How are you, hey, sir? Hey, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for allowing me to come on the show. Absolutely. And just so our listeners, if you don't know this gentleman, uh, that was just like the tip of the iceberg of, <laughs> of like stuff I could say about him. Uh, so this guy's very, very impressive. And again, as I, as I mentioned, I'm excited to learn more. So you know, before we kind of dive into the value, uh, let's sure. let our audience know a little bit about who you are uh, beyond what I just said. So like where you came from in the business and all that good stuff. Yeah, 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 sure. I'm So like a lot of people, I had this dream of getting into the real estate business, but I was in college and a buddy of mine said, let's do it. Let's get our license. And um, he and I started on this, on this kind of this path together. I was actually working at a lumber mill graveyard shift going to college during the day, but I had this dream of becoming a real estate agent. So we, we started studying, he dropped out, I continued on, finished it, dropped out of college, and uh, on, on the way back from taking my test, pulled off to the first office I came across, which happened to be a Century 21 office, uh, right off the freeway, walked in, I said, hey, you guys hiring, I just passed my test. They said, you're in luck, <laughs> we're hiring, come on in. So I was like, wow, this is really lucky of mine, I just ran into this. So I. I uh, quit my job the next morning at the at the mill, not really understanding, you know, the whole, you know, six months to get it going. And I struggled. I mean, I struggled for six months in the business. I didn't do really well. It was really hard for me. And um, but I, I started reading. We didn't have podcasts back then. It was 1989, 30 years ago. Um, but I read a lot. I attended every seminar I could go to. Back then, we listened to tapes and uh, watched videos. And eventually, I put my own system together. And within the next uh, year in the next 12 months, I took 150 listings and kind of launched my career. Got in the top one percent, number one agent in the uh, Century 21 region several years, and then I decided to go out on my own. So at 24, me and another guy opened a, an office with two guys, me and him, looking at each other like, "What do we do now?" <laughs> and we grew that to 17 offices over about a 15-year period. And then I uh, got lucky. I sold that right before the crash. I mean, just fortuitously, I sold it in two, 2006. And then um, it took a couple of years to just, you know, have some fun and, you know, relax a little bit. And then I got recruited to come down and run another company. Um, so here I am still, still in the business after 30 years, loving it. 
um, doing a lot of different things, having fun coaching and training and speaking uh, to groups. It's awesome. So, yeah, man. so let me, let me ask you a question. So you said um, you got in the business at 19. So again, yeah. you're from, from your other career and you, you did 150 listings in that first, well, after your six month struggle. So you were roughly yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. yeah about 20, 20, 20 I mean, so listen to that people like th- there is no excuse. You can't use age. Cause I, I tell you, I say it to people and I'm a leader in, in the mortgage field. And I tell young people, listen, you have a handicap. Age is a handicap in this business, but clearly it wasn't for you. How in the hell did you pull that off? Well, it's interesting. I get that a lot. Cause I hire, you know, right now there's a, there's a huge surge of millennials and generation Z getting into the business. Right. And a lot of times when they come in, they say, I think I'm going to look, I look too young. I believe it or not, I had a baby face <laughs> 30 years ago. I don't now, but I, back then I did. And, uh, you know, people would say, how do you overcome that? And my answer was you win with enthusiasm and you win with um, just being completely authentic. And authenticity is something that's so important. Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to pretend that you're some experienced agent when you're not. You come in and say, listen, yes, I'm, I'm newer, but let me tell you why that's an advantage. And I would go right into it. I'd say, there are more experienced agents than me, but there's nobody hungrier than me. There's nobody that's going to work harder than me. There's nobody that's going to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day like I am. I will absolutely 100% commit to you. I promise you that. I will always pick up my phone. You're going to be able to get a hold of me. And I'm going to go do nothing until I, I'm going to stop at nothing until I get your home sold. Every time I would say that to people, they'd almost adopt you. And they, they look at this like, they're, like you're their son, you're their grandson. They, they're cheering for you. And they want you to succeed. And you kind of like become somebody that they not only do they do business with you, but then they start rooting for you and they start becoming an advocate and a cheerleader and a raving fan. But you got to deliver on the promise, right? You, you got to actually perform at a very high level. So that's what was my secret to success is I outworked my competition and I was completely authentic. Uh, and I think that's something that's super important. I love it. Uh, that's that, that right there, that nugget right there. We can just go ahead and stop the podcast. I think just right now you, <laughs> that is valuable. That is very valuable. And, and again, because uh, you're right, like a baby face, I, I tease people and say, listen, when I grew these gray hairs, um, as much as I hated it, I kind of loved it because it, it kind of made me just, you know, now I'm distinguished. Now I'm yeah, wiser, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> but that's really good. I mean, that's because the reality is, is most of our competition in this industry, in the real estate, just professional in general, is kind of weak. And so yeah. when you lead with something like that uh, and, you, and you kind of sell yourself that way, that's that's powerful. That's awesome. So yeah. it led you to, to start a real estate company, grow it, sell it. Uh, and now here you are back today and almost doing a billion in sales volume. And so you know, what, what are your, what is the best advice that you can give to real estate agents today uh, that can allow them to kind of grow, m- maybe not to the level that you have, but, you know, take their business next level. Cause every, everybody's planning for 2020. So we're, we're doing this in 2019. This won't actually come out until 2020. Uh, so sure. the year will be started. Uh, but you know, what, what's, what's some advice you can give people? So I'm very fortunate in that my company is one of the real trends, top 500 companies in America. So we're one of the top 500 companies you know, comparing our company, which I'm in a small rural area. We're in Medford, Oregon, which is just over the border from uh, California. But my company is competing production-wise with companies in LA and New York and Atlanta and Chicago. And we're one of those top 500 companies. And people ask me all the time, how do you get that level of production out of your 160 agents? Because our average agent production is about $6 million, $7 million, and definitely one of the highest in the country, one of the highest in the state. And the answer is, it's really important to have your goals set. So when people are listening to this in 2020 is having written goals, which everybody preaches, but nobody does. And then behind that, having an action plan behind the goals. It's one thing to have a goal, but you got to have actually drilled down to your daily actions. And that's where people miss. People often say, yeah, I want to do $20 million. But what does that boil down to in terms of a daily action plan? What specifically does a person doing $20 million do? And I always, I always say that you should use the act as if approach so the act as if approach is, if I want to, I'm going through a weight loss project for myself right now. And so you say, what, for me, I'm saying, what does a 160 pound person do when they get up in the morning? You know, do they, you know, eat a donut? No, 
they probably get up and they get on their Peloton or whatever, and they do some exercise, right? They, they focus, right? They get excited and then they eat a really good, healthy meal. And then you kind of model that through. The same thing is true when you're focusing on a, uh, a $20 million producer. You got to think like them and say, what does they do in the morning? What do they do in the afternoon? How do they approach lead gen? How do they approach appointments? How do they follow up? How do they do a listing presentation? And I'm looking to model that level of success all the way down to the daily basis. And it really is about priority setting. You know, you take two agents, which I do all the time, and you train them, and they both come from the same kind of socioeconomic background, same education, same level of motivation even. But there'll be a divergence point. Look at them over, over, over a year. One will flatline maybe four legs up in the parking lot, and one will just kind of go up through the roof. The difference boils down to always their daily action plan. So that's, that's what my, my mission is. And when I'm talking to agents and I say, you're entering this business today, uh, I want you to think of this and I want you to rethink your business. And here's how I want you to think about it. Think about it like you just got your medical license. You just graduated medical school. What happens to those, those, those new doctors? They go to work in a hospital and they're an intern. And during that intern period, they're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They're sleeping in the hospital. I mean, they're, they're, they're killing themselves. Working, 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 grinding, 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 learning their craft, getting experience, getting their 10,000 hours in. And then once they get that done, that two to three to four hour, uh, two to three to four years of practice, then they go open their own practice and they become referral based. Right. So you graduate. And I always say you never see uh, the, a heart surgeon cold calling you, do you? Never happen. <laughs> you don't see the best of the best in any, in any industry going out and cold calling or door knocking or doing huge billboards up. Why? Because they're all referral based. So what I train agents to do is I say, you have a, you have a two to three year period where I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you to go after for sale by owners and expired listings. I'm going to teach you to circle farm and geo farm and narrow cast and do all the things that we train on our coaching program. And, but the goal of that, there's an end, there's a tunnel. And the end of that tunnel is I want you to get to be completely sphere based 80 to 90% of your business sphere based within two to three years. Because I, if I'm looking at you five years from now and you're still cold calling and you're still doing FISBOS and you're still doing, then we've missed the mark. We screwed up on your, your growth pattern as an agent. And that's the message that I always give everybody. We got to get you focused on, you know, getting to where you need to be. I love it. And, and I'm going to backtrack here and say, first of all, your luck, because you're talking to 160 pound uh, in shape, <laughs> inspirational, disciplined individual. Um, Perfect. I, well, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I, and it's like I, I'm in a similar position as you, but no, nowhere near your level. And when when I coach and we're doing these 2020 goal stuff, I actually tell people that going back to that discipline, which you mentioned in the very beginning of, of the latest um, comments, was if you can't be disciplined to eat, to be healthy and live a healthy lifestyle, odds are you're probably not going to also have the discipline in your professional life. And so, and for me, it starts on your personal life, yes. get it going there because then it carries into your professional life. And I love that you, I love that you said that, that was, that was really good. So you and I talked before we went, uh, went live on the podcast recording about some of the things that like, you know, you specialize in and you mentioned a couple of words to me that I that intrigued me and I want to, I want you to talk about them. And, and that is aspirational marketing and experiential marketing. So yeah. tell, tell me more about what that means. Aspirational marketing. So uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, Aspirational marketing means we're going to touch on what really drives people to make any kind of housing decision, yet we almost never do as real estate professionals. So uh, when you're making a housing change, the reason why you're making that housing change is because you really want a lifestyle change. You are deciding, hey, I don't want to be a renter anymore. I want to be a homeowner. And being a homeowner is going to be a different lifestyle. Or if I'm already a homeowner, the reason I want to move from my current house to the next house, the move up house, is because I want the pool. I want the view. I want the school district. I want the bigger lot. I want the extra bedroom. And that's all lifestyle driven, right? That's, that's an aspirational goal that we all have. So a couple, I'm going to give you a couple different versions of aspirational marketing. One is when I'm doing lead gen and I'm out in the marketplace and I've got, I'm wearing name badges or logo clothing or I got my car wrap and it just leads to conversation because that's what I'm doing. And somebody says, you know, how's the traditional, how's the market, how's real estate? And we get into conversation. Of course, I'm going to use the traditional. It depends. Are you a seller, a buyer, investor? Yes. That's a 
whole conversation, right? But really, here's my next question. I'm going to say, and if even if they don't bring it up, I'm going to say, hey, Jeff, tell me, uh, if you, I'm in real estate, so I ask everybody this question, but tell me, tell me about your dream home. If you could live anywhere in any house, what would it look like? Let's do this right now. Let's role play it. Okay. What would so- it look like? It, say, stop, say the stop, stop. Now what's happening here, you don't even realize what you just did. You look up into the left or right, I can't tell from the screen, okay. but what you did in that moment is, is you accessed a different part of your brain, a dream center of your brain, and you started to dream a little bit because you, you tapped into something. But go ahead. Now go ahead. All right. Now ask me the question again because you just <laughs> turned me sideways. <laughs> so, Jeff, I have to ask this of everybody that I meet. I'm in real estate. I'm always curious. If you could live anywhere in any home, what, what would it look like? Gosh. And I just did it again. <laughs> you did. <laughs> right? Um, okay. 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 Um, I'm going to say Southern California in okay. a home that uh, is probably up on a bluff overlooking the ocean. Nice. Nice. So why aren't you living there now? Uh, I would say family constraints. I mean, family. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and money, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting is we just took you to a whole other place, right? Uh-huh. So when you're doing this in the real world and you're talking to people, often they won't do it. Often they'll do it at a local level. They'll say, well, I want to live in East. You know, you went way off the reservation. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's all right. I like your style. You know, I've got a, if, if, you, if somebody really did say that to me, I'd say, well, you know, I've got a lot of great realtor friends out in California. When you get ready to make that decision, let me know because I'd love to work with you on that. Sure. Um, so that would be the conversation. But if they start, if they said something locally, uh, which is what most buyers will say, well, I'd love to live in, in my case, East Medford. I'd love to live in Jacksonville or Ashland. And then I said, well, tell me about the house. Well, I'd like to have a, a lodge style house. I'd like to have whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll say, you know what we can do if you're interested. And I love to do this for my friends is I'll set up a dream search for you. And the dream search is it, within my website. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to set up the parameters you just told me. I know you're not ready to do this, but once a month, you'll get a list from me of all the homes that meet your dream search. And maybe in the next year, two years, three years, five years, you'll be ready to uh, pull the trigger. and I'm going to be ready to help you. And what you're doing now is every month, you're going to be sending them their aspirational goals in front of them. And they can't help but look at it. They are so excited about seeing it. And they'll be like, honey, here's this is our house eventually. Um, at some point, no question, they'll do business with you because you're doing something with them that one, no one else is even doing, right? So it's a super fun uh, way to build business and just have fun conversations. With that's that's brilliant, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm thinking about it myself and I'm thinking... I imagine that 99.9% of the people you do this with have aspirations that are far beyond their capacity, what their capacity ever will be. But we all want to search and look at million dollar homes, right? Absolutely, right? Oh man, that's so good. And and yet that way you're, it's like, it's like selling without selling. It's non-invasive. You're giving them something that they really, really want, not what every other realtor is giving them, which is the $200,000 listing. Right, right, exactly. So good. And the other cool, the other cool thing is that it's fun. Right. It's not like I'm trying to drive something down your throat and I'm collecting your data and you're giving it to me. You, you want it so bad. You're going to give it to me easily. Right. I'm going to say, oh, great. Let me get your phone number. Let me get your you know, email address, whatever I'm trying to collect. So that's one aspect of aspirational marketing. I could give you 10 more, but that's one. Right? Love it. Well, I, um, I feel like I want another one. <laughs> I'll give you one. <laughs> okay. That's on the buy side, right? Got sell it. side. I'm going to give you a whole nother theory on sell side. So with sell side, we are marketing a listing. And here's the way the traditional marketing goes down. And here's where many agents struggle with copy and ad writing skills. And it's one of the most uh, important skills we need to develop as an agent. So what they do is, is they default to an amenities list. <clears throat> so they'll be like three bedroom, two bath, half acre house, east side, whatever. So it'll be like a laundry list of amenities. And that's how they market the property. The problem with marketing a house like that is people eliminate homes based on logic. They buy homes based on emotion. So when you give people a laundry list of logical items, three bedrooms, two bedrooms, what they're going to do, because what we don't realize about buyers is that they're elimination machines. They're like little terminators when they're sitting down at a computer and they're surfing through properties. They're not looking to accept properties. They're looking to reject them because intuitively they know there's way too many things to look at. So they're just like, no, 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 no. No, no, yes. And the reason I say no to these properties is because they go three bedroom, I need a four. Two bath, I need three. Half acre, too big a lot. That school district doesn't work for me. And they just bam, 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 bam through it. So what's the solution? The solution is 
I rewrite my ads and I focus my ads not on the amenities list, but on the uh, features that the amenities give me. And better yet, the benefits of the features, I should say, the benefits of living in the house. And really what I'm selling is a lifestyle. So what I'm selling, when I have a chef's kitchen, I'm going to say, enjoy chef's kitchen. Imagine yourself having uh, a party in, in this amazing kitchen a setting. Imagine cozying up to the fireplace in this home uh, and having a family game night there. Imagine being on the deck and overlooking the amazing views. So what I'm really selling here is a picture of the lifestyle someone would enjoy. So when you rewrite your ads, you need to look at it and say, does this paint a lifestyle picture? Does this paint an aspirational goal for somebody to be living in this house? Or is it simply an amenities list? If it's an amenities list, you've missed the mark. And really, it, it should be that uh, you're driving curiosity. And that's the, that's the true uh, sign of a good ad is that it drives curiosity so that people are like, wow, I need to know more about this. I need to explore this more. So that's the, that's the goal of aspirational goal writing, or uh, ad writing, I should say. I love it. That's, and that carries forward into a lot of things like video. Um, and I, I teach a lot of video and I always tell people, I said, the biggest mistake most real estate professionals or sales professionals in general make is that you open up a video saying, Hey, this is Jeff. Well, you just had three seconds. Those were your three seconds and you lost the audience. You got to give them something intrigue. You got to get, you got to capture them. It's got to be a hook. Right. It's got to be something yeah. to grab them. And, and obviously the way you describe that, it's, it's the exact same thing. And I think what, to, to your point, you know, what's often not done now. We back in the print advertising days when I grew up in the business, we were in print a lot and we were trained to do headlines. Headlines have gone away. You don't see headlines done, but really we still have a headline. We just don't know it. It's the first 160 characters of every uh, marketing ad that we write, which is in the MLS, but flows out to all the aggregator sites like Zillow, Realtor.com, Homes.com, Trulia. But that 160 characters is where be Whereas people read before they say, see more, read more, do more, click here. And that is our headline. And to your point, we have to have that engaging headline, not the amenities list right there. Super yeah. important. I think that applies to like a social media post as well. It's all Absolutely. the same, like, because it's the same thing. It's like, you got to click more to read the whole thing. So don't get caught up in writing a book. You know, like you said, write a headline, Gra write something that's going to grab their attention. So I want more. So the audience wants more. Love it. That's, that's really great. That's really great. Absolutely. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's continue down this. This is fascinating. You said you were going to give me a second aspirational marketing piece <laughs> on the buyer so, side. <laughs> so on the aspirational uh, side with with the buyer, and I just want to point something out too. Uh, I want to tell you a little story about aspirational goals. Uh, aspirational goals for your clients when you're sitting with them is having the same conversation, but in unique settings. One of my agents, Mandy Martin, uh, was at the dentist's office. <laughs> she said she was talking to her dentist right before the procedure. She said, "If you could live anywhere and have any kind of house you want, tell me about it." Right before he puts her under, and he starts telling her about it. And she goes home and she makes a note: "This guy wants a deck. He wants a view, whatever." And then she she just instead of setting him up on a search, she does a search for herself and she hand curates it. And hand curation. I'm going to tell you something. This is such an important thing to do. I'll give you another story about it here in a second. But she starts searching for this guy. He has no desire to sell or buy necessarily right now, but she finds a property for him. Two weeks later, perfect property comes up. She calls the dentist. She says, I found your perfect property. He goes, what are you talking about? She says, when I was in your dentist chair, you told me about the perfect property you wanted. He goes, I want to know right now. She said, you will be ready when you see this house. I'm going to send it to you. She sends him the link. He, he lists his house and buys that one. Stop it's it. like a million two in deals. Yes. Because, but just because she asked that simple, simple question, right? But let me go to hand curation for a second. My wife and I are looking at buying a house in Bend, Oregon. Great ski town. Mount Bachelor's there. It's about three-hour drive from where we're at, like a second home for us. We've got a great friend over there who sells real estate. So we went out and started looking at property. Now, here's where a lot of agents screw up. A lot of agents, when they're working with the buyer, will set them up on an automated uh, system that sends the buyer lists of property that match your criteria. We all do that, right? She did the same thing, but she... She set it up so that she received a copy and we received a copy, but she went further and said, listen, guys, you're going to get a ton of listings from me. It's going to be overwhelming and you're going to get tired of looking at this real fast. But what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to still send that to you, but I'm going to go through it. I'm going to tell you if I see one in there that I've handpicked that you should absolutely see. I'm going to hand curate the listings for you. That right there is such a powerful, uh, what I call experience marketing level. And it's so much different. So what she would do is send us 
the big list, but then send us two or three out of that list and say, I went and viewed this property. Here's the benefits. Here's the cons. Here's why I think you should see this. Here's why this one's special. And she actually made comments on it. Totally different experience for the buyer. Completely different. Uh, and if you want to just elevate your, your whole process with buyers, you need to think about end sellers. Experience marketing should be your mantra for 2020. We can dive into that. Do you think that the you know, first thing that comes to mind, you know, and I'm thinking in the, in the, in the mind of just your average real estate agent and they're thinking to themselves, well, if I have, you know, a lot of clients, do I have the time to provide that type of service for every single buyer? You know, you don't, but that's a great question. So I would say it's really only for buyers that would be what I consider like an A plus buyer. So it's only buying the next 30 to 60 days. Your buyers that are 90, 120 days out. No, you can't do that. Right. But you might clarify that with them and say, hey, listen, when you when you feel like you're getting close, you need to let me know because I'll start to hand curate things. I'm going to send you the big list now. But when you're close, and you think, hey, I'm within 30, 60 days of getting ready to buy. I'll start going out and actually previewing every listing. I'll tell you about every listing that I think you should look at if you want me to, because that's the level of service I provide. But here's the thing, which I think a lot of agents get in this trap of they need to have 100 buyers are working with. You really don't. I mean, if you're closing 24 deals a year, you're in the top 4% of agents in the nation. You're closing 24 deals a year, okay? And so that means 96% of the realtor base is not closing 24 deals a year. So a big part of this audience isn't closing, uh, you know, 24 deals a year. So let's not focus on you closing 200 deals. Let's focus on getting you to 24 and then 48 and then on and on and on up the ladder. But that means you can work with 10 buyers. If you can close five of those, it's going to have a massive change in your income, right? If I had 10 buyers in my barn at any given time that I'm delivering at that level, I guarantee you I'd be closing 30, 40, 50 deals a year, minimum. Yes, more work, but bigger payoff. I'd rather do that than have 200 buyers that don't ever buy anything with me. Right. Although it's kind of contradictory what you just said to what yep. your agent did with the dentist who was not even considering buying. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, I, but I guess I guess you could argue that that then because I, I thought you were going to say I thought the answer was going to be not within a time frame. But I thought the answer was going to be a certain price point. Like you only uh, do it with the higher end buyer. And that's uh, basically what she did, I assume, was, okay, this is a high-end buyer. I'm going to put a little extra time because who knows? Right. Yeah, and she had a relationship. It's all relationship-based, too. So if somebody's close to my sphere, I might treat them differently than somebody I met on the internet, right? right. So it could be relationship-based as well. I, I, I think, though, that opens up a whole other can of worms because I don't think most you know, pro professionals think like that. Like, you go to the dentist or uh, the doctor or anywhere, number one engage real estate conversation, let them know what Absolutely. you do. And then number two, you just never know. I mean, and that's, and I think for her, I think again, 99.9% .9 of professionals would be like, okay, they're not interested in buying, move on. Uh, in fact, forget about the conversation. But she said, I don't care. I'm just going to go. Really? I'm going to go. Yeah, right. I mean, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen is that he says, really, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing. I'm not interested in buying, but guess what? They're, that guy's going to remember the agent. Absolutely. That's powerful. I love it. I love it. This yeah. Is yeah. This I think the, uh, the interesting thing about that is it, it, to your point is the average American has 27 conversations a day. Just saw this statistic recently. Average American has 27 conversations a day as salespeople. We should have be having more, but let's assume we're just the average American and we have 27 a day. If you can just insert, uh, you know, the dream search with five of those conversations a day, your career will absolutely transform really rapidly, right? Yeah. And it's really just about you kind of opening your blinders and start rethinking how you're going about your day, really. I'm a believer that most agents that I work with and coach are probably coming into contact with enough people to double, triple, quadruple their business if they just change the language, if they just change the conversation, if they just open themselves up to opportunity and start engaging. The, the, the problem is, is that they're afraid of rejection. And they're afraid if I bring it up, somebody's going to say, oh, my God, don't talk to me about real estate. That never happens. Everybody likes to talk about real estate. As soon as you say real estate, they want to talk about it. Yeah. It's just us getting over ourselves. Really. Yeah. Uh, it almost is, is a, a testament to saying, first of all, stop and think about that statistic, which is non-real estate related. And like you said, as a sales professional, you should be having more. But that's the point. Like you should almost going all the way back to the original part of our conversation is I want to close 20 million. Okay, how are you going to get there? Let's get granular. 
that's a, that's really granular. Like how many conversations are you having a day? Start tracking that because right. that's a game. And then not only how many conversations you're having, but how many real estate conversations. Right. Exactly. Right. That's, that's cool. That's there's I mean, another never... statistic I just read, which is for every 30 conversations, you'll average one closed sale, which, which we, we see these stats a lot, but that stat is based on a study that my office, not my office, but my regional brand has done in the Northwest uh, over about a five-year period, but 30 conversations leads to one transaction. So we often say for every 10 people in your database, you'll average one closed sale. That's kind of an accepted st industry standard. But I love the conversation uh, way of looking at it. So I can get real granular too. And I could say, I want to close $20 million. $20 million. I divide it by my average sales price. And maybe in my market, it's 300, you know, thousand. And it says I got to close. That means I got to do 50 deals. Let's just say if I want to do 50 deals times 30, 30 conversations, it's 1500 conversations divide by 220 working days in the year. Bingo. I know exactly how many conversations I need to have. There's yeah. no mystery about it. Yeah. I just got to figure out how I'm going to have these conversations. Which is my, actually my next question. So we've gone down a rabbit hole here, but I'm curious. I assume somebody else is curious. So when you think, uh, I'm thinking, I'm just using myself here, and I'm thinking about conversations. So I go into my office. So again, let's think real estate agent. Wake up in the morning, conversation with spouse, conversation okay. with kids. Those don't really count. No. I leave the house. I go to get gas. Uh, I get a coffee at the, at, at, the, at the Starbucks, right? Those are real conversations. I presume. Those are conversations. And then, so, at, at, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So interesting you brought up a gas station. My buddy, Scott Spaulding, Remax broker to this day, uh, we used to work together a lot. Every time we go to a gas station, he would tip the gas attendant a dollar, which nobody does, by the way. <laughs> tip him a dollar, give him a card and say, hey, I just got to ask you a question. Do you know of anybody that's thinking about doing a real estate business uh, in the next six months and two years? If you do, I'd love to work with them. Here's my card. Pass it along. And I was, I was like, Scott, this is never going to work, buddy. What are you doing, man? You're just wasting dollars. Yeah. Sure enough, man, he gets a, uh, a call from somebody that says, hey, my grandson works at this gas station. He gave you, you gave him his card and tipped him. Really appreciate it. He gave me the card. I'm going to sell my ranch. And I think it was like a million dollar deal. And, you know, you just don't know where transactions will come from. You've yeah. got to be outside the box and thinking all the time and really engaging. And again, it gets down to fear. But once you start getting in the habit of conversation, of turning conversations to real estate and kind of get over yourself and you start getting a success from the, from those actions, I think it, it's kind of self-reinforcing, Yeah, you know, and, well, and it's just interesting how close everybody is to success if they just took one little extra step. Yeah. You're already having a conversation. It's just a few more words. Yeah. Well, first of all, do gas station attendants actually still exist? <laughs> they do in my state, not okay. yours. <laughs> not mine. What are okay. they do? <laughs> so, but, but my question would be this, and because I've thought this, and I have some salespeople that, you know, for lack of a better term, I went, might describe them, and this is, this is unfair to, to actual used car salesmen, but a used car salesman, like right, over right. the top, like you're standing Too at the much. grocery store, you're checking out and you start talking about mortgages or real estate. And it's like, dude, shut up, stop. Get away from me. Right. But so <laughs> it, what is the right way to not be slimy and bring it up in conversation with the barista at the coffee right. shop? What's yeah. the right way to do it? So I'll give you a, I'll give you a fun example that everybody can apply, right? So you're standing in the coffee shop. You've got your cell phone out because you do anyway because you're trying to avoid conversation with everybody else. So you're looking, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. But here's a here's a great way to deal with this. I don't know. Here's my phone. So I, I'm on my phone and, and I I'm next to somebody or I'm near somebody and I say, can I ask you a question? So you're standing next to me. I say, hey, can I? This is gonna be strange, but can I ask you a question? I'm a real estate agent. I'm showing two homes and here they are today. Of these two homes, which one would you like better, just from the outside? And, and you're going to be like, oh, I like this one. Ah, that's the one I like, too. That's one I'll probably show first. Thanks. <laughs> and now, naturally, you're going to go into conversation. It's not going to end there, right? Right. Or if I had a listing that I have, if I'm taking a listing or I have a listing, I bring up the listing and I say, hey, can I ask you a quick question? I'm in real estate. I'm marketing. I'm changing my listing order, uh, my photo order on my listing. I'm just trying to refresh it. Which of these pictures do you like better? Just from just from somebody that doesn't know anything about the listing. Which which of these photos do you like better? And be like, oh, I like that one. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And then you can go into anything you want. But it starts a conversation. And it doesn't feel like you're too invasive. You're just asking a question, right? I like it. Uh, so you almost have that. You have that stuff teed up. It, yeah. And it doesn't have to be an actual listing. It doesn't have to be actual anything. It's just. 
yeah. the excuse to engage. It's an excuse to engage someone, right? I like and it. I think that's where you have to be sometimes a little creative. And you certainly have to get outside your box. You got to, you got to, you know, get comfortable with uh, taking a risk. And really, we're an entre- as a realtor, we're entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs live in the risk zone. And the risk zone is where you're risking, you're taking relationship risks every day, right? And if you're not doing that, then really what you want to become is an employee. Because if you're not willing to take risks, you're not an entrepreneur and you really should just be an employee somewhere. Uh, In order to really succeed in this business, you got to take relationship risks every single day. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, this has been this has been fantastic. So um, in terms of that conversation, so aspirational and experiential marketing, anything else to add to that uh, topic? You've- oh, yeah. So experiential marketing. So really opening yourself up and thinking about your business from this perspective of what are you really selling? Are you selling a service, a product, or an experience? So this is something to think about going into 2020. Are you a service provider? Are you a product you know, provider or, or are you an experience provider? A lot of agents would say, well, I'm selling products, so I, that's what I do. A lot of agents would sell, well, I'm providing a service, so that's what I do. I'd say you're wrong. I'd say you're wrong on both counts. What you're really providing is an experience. And you have to rethink your business as an experience. So when you think about it, your business as an experience now, you're going to completely rethink how you're approaching your business. And I'll give you an example with buyers. So as a buyer, if I'm moving to, you're in St. Louis? Correct. If I so if I'm moving to St. Louis, what would I want to have happen when I interact with an agent from St. Louis? What would typically happen if I called an agent in St. Louis is they would say, oh, great, I'll set you up on a standard search and I'd get a, a stream of listings coming to me. Boring, because that's what every single agent in America will do. You got to rethink it and say, if I'm going to elevate my business in 2020, how do I create an experience for this buyer? Here's one example. You mentioned video is you could say, great, I'm going to send you a video of, why, of all the reasons why I love St. Louis. I'm going to show you some of the hot spots the locals love. You know, I'm going to give you a little uh, walking tour of the city. And so you can send that to them as a part of your overall experience with your brand, right? You could also, instead of uh, when you get a lead, instead of calling them, send them a video and say, hey, just got your uh, message. I'm going to call you here in a few minutes. Just want to say I got your message and I'm going to do some research for you right now. But now they see your face. Now they see you, you're, you're, you're emoting. They see your energy level instead of just a voice over the phone. So that's a different level of experience. But I'm going to give you a couple of other tips that are really powerful. And that is to create a drip system of videos, a drip of videos. Uh, so that let's say that you and I begin working together and you are my realtor in St. Louis and I start working with you. What the coolest thing would be for me as somebody that doesn't know St. Louis at all is for you to give me your local perspective. For instance, if I say I'm flying in, you know, in two weeks to come visit, look at homes between now and the next two weeks, if I'm on a drip system of videos, one video could be, Hey, Jim, while you're in town or, or you do, you shoot it generically so you can use it with everybody. Evergreen. Say, yeah. Evergreen. So while you're in town, here's three of my favorite restaurants you should check out. Right. And, and you name them. Right. While you're in town, here's a park that you should check out if you're bringing the kids out or you're, or if you just want to take a nice walk. While you're in town, let me tell you about some of my favorite things to do. And so you're walking people and you're building up lifestyle. You're building up an experience they will never get with another agent. So that's one aspect of it. Then once you get into escrow, you could have process videos. Process videos are, hey, we're in, we're, now we're in escrow. Here's, what's, here's what to expect next. Mm-hmm. Now that you, you're working with the lender, here's what the lender's going to do. And you walk them through that. And that's, again, just a series of drips where it elevates the experience to a whole mm-hmm. different level. And that's what I mean by experience level marketing, just a different kind of way of approaching it. Uh, let me just tell you one other thing about this too, which I, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a series with my own agents where I'm inviting all my experienced agents in to do a listing presentation with me and my, and my marketing director. Because here's what happened. One of my top agents, a $60 million producer, came into my office two months ago and said, Jim, I just lost two listings back to back to a brand new agent. And I said, wow, what happened, man? He said, that's why I'm asking you. That's why I'm in your office. <laughs> what the hell happened here? And I said, 
Well, when's the last time you updated your listing presentation? He said, uh, honestly, I said, yeah, honestly, it's been about five years. I said, well, that's how you got smoked. What happened is these agents came in, they came in with a tablet and they're just pounding through this visually stunning listing presentation. And they're just beating you because they, they got coming in looking better. And it's, you know, that's how they're winning. They're winning on a visually stunning listing presentation. So we rebuilt his presentation so that he's competing at a higher level now. But it made me think that all my agents need that level of coaching, right? So I'm bringing them in and we're walking them through this process of uh, the experiential. What's the experience of a seller with you now? Is it the same? Are you delivering the same experience you did five years ago, two years ago, a year ago? Have you updated your presentation with buyers and sellers? And the other thing that goes along with that is what I found, we've done 17 of these uh, interviews now where they're delivering a full presentation. Uh, you'd be surprised how many of them are absolutely terrible, by the way, with experienced agents. And the reason why they're terrible is because they become referral driven. And when the referral driven agents are at the top of their game, 80 to 90% of their business is coming from referrals, they start to phone in their listing presentations. They just come in knowing they're going to get the listing so they don't deliver at a high level. And I said, here's your biggest mistake. You come in and you just take the listing, but you don't deliver the experience. You don't deliver the experience like, here's all the reasons you should work with me. Here's my listing presentation. Because you know it's a slam dunk, but here's your missed opportunity. Your missed opportunity is because you didn't do the big experience, they have no reason to talk about you with their friends and family. They have no reason to refer you because you're just phoning it in. So you're missing this huge referral opportunity. And so you got to, every time you're with a seller, even if it's your best friend, you do the full you know, Marianne, you do the full experience with every single person you're working with. And that's kind of been a revelation for a lot of top agents is they just kind of gotten that lazy mindset. Uh, complacent. Back out. Complacent. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And, and I'm going to take this back to video because video is my game. And, and what you said is great because, and, and we've been doing that kind of stuff like process videos. So it's, it's, and it's an automated thing. But I'll add another element to that because I love, first of all, the experiential. I, I love that. Like create a evergreen videos. And if you don't know what that means, evergreen means you can reuse it over and over again for years to come, right? Like you come to St. Louis, you know, here's the arch, here's Bush Stadium, here's the stuff. That That's never going to go away. So you create a video around that because you're you're right. If I send that to a buyer, somebody coming, I, I just stood stood above everybody else, hands down. Course, and you create a, down. I love it. The, the best restaurants, the best, the best places for the kids to take the kids, the best, the best nightlife. I mean, you, I, you, we, we could come up with ten videos like that, right? Right. So when it comes to the process videos, even if you don't want to create evergreen stuff, I'm going to give you a plug to BombBomb and say. Every agent should have a service like BombBomb in their game because that is how you create the experience and authenticity with your clients when instead of sending an email with a list of, okay, here's the documents that are attached, I need you to sign them, you still send that, but you send a video that's personalized to them and telling them because you can give tone and you can explain better than an email can. I love that's a part of the experience, right? That's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And I think something else too is to be hyper-conscious of it in real time. And I'll give you an example of that when you're talking about video. So you're gonna have your evergreen ones that we're talking about the drip systems that you're building out, right? For, for experience, and you're just gonna plug every buyer in and they're gonna get the stream for buyers and sellers. But real time videos are like, like uh, last night I went to a client appreciation party at, one, at a local winery. So what I could do with that is as I'm walking in to that winery, just take a quick video, walking into a client appreciation party at Roxy Ann Winery, this is a winery you guys should check out when you're in town or you should check out next time you're coming through. And that can go scaled out to my entire uh, database and it can be real time. And people love real time. They love it. Of course, and that can go on social and stuff. Of like course, that Facebook too. Live, Instagram yeah, Facebook Live, 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 all that yep. stuff, right, yep. of course. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you could do so much with that too, though. It's not just that and, and it doesn't just stop right there. Yeah, we, can we I, could, let me just mention one thing on the Facebook yeah, Live too. Please. A lot of agents get caught up in like, what if I have a blooper? What if I screw up? People love you screw ups more than actually they're perfect. Again, authenticity. It's great to be imperfectly perfect, <laughs> which means you can screw up and they love it actually more. But for those of you that are afraid of it, I know there's a few of you that are like, I can't do it. A few, uh, like a few, a few everyone. Lot, yeah, everyone, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> which is actually good. I just read a stat that I think 96% of agents will never do video. I just read that. Uh, and that's good because yep. we, that we're eliminating all this competition, yep. right? Yep. But with, with those of you that are afraid of live, do this, you can do a watch party. So the watch party is where you, you do a video and instead of going live, as soon as you tape it and post it, you hit watch party. That allows you to have almost the same thing as live, but you know, one step down from it. And that way your, your whole audience will, will kind of turn and look at it at least for a few minutes. It's not quite the same as live, but it's almost as good. 
Yeah, it's not as good for the algorithm. And that's the name of the game, obviously, if, if you're playing that game. But yeah, I love it, man. That's that's um, that's that's really powerful. And and when it comes to doing that sort of thing um, and like you said, the, the authentic, the authentic piece and, and the screw ups and the ums and the and just messing <laughs> up. Um, I tell this when I speak about video and I'm always talking to the women in the audience and I say, I know this is going to be hard for you to, and you're going to groan and you're not going to like me saying this, but you should actually shoot more videos without yourself dialed up because that's the real you. That's the you that all of the women on the other side of the camera who are watching you can relate to. Right. You know, and that's where they're going to, you're going to draw them in because they're like, that's how I look when I'm not, you know, (laughs) and they appreciate it. But when you're dialed up and you do your whole thing, it's like, Oh, it's another agent talking about. Yeah. Yeah. La, 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 la. I just, I just saw somebody speaking uh, about video and, the this idea of having a relationship with 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 the audience and the and it went right to your point which was we show ourselves in this perfect state perfect photos perfect videos and then when people meet us in person if we don't look like that there's a disconnect and the disconnect could be like you weren't honest in your marketing do i really trust you you know in this other way you you almost break confidence instantaneously because yeah. like who's this person you're not even you don't even look remotely like that person yep. so it's way better to be way more authentic yeah it's like the old glamour shot photo or the exactly who, who uses the photo from 20 years ago like <laughs> right who the hell who's is this, this <laughs> yeah. disconnected right that's really great oh, or even i mean and honestly and again we're, we're taking this too far probably but 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 it's it's relevant is that when you when you're when you have a social media presence and and you have a social you want to play the social media game and you want to increase your brand really 80 plus percent of your posts of your content should be personal and authentic because right. then that customer who's watching from afar or you've friended and you're trying to run their business gets to know you and know your family and know your pets and know what you do and that creates that relationship uh, before Love you it. even meet them and it's yeah um, exactly it's a win. Love it. Yeah, for sure. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. So we're we're going long, a little long on time here. So I want to make sure we talk a little bit more about kind of what you do, because obviously you deliver a crap ton of value. I think we're only barely, you know, uh, scratching the surface. Exactly. So talk about this because it caught my ear, the the Netflix of coaching that you have. What is is that about? So a lot of people over the years have said, how, how have you done this with your agent group and created so much success with a billion dollars in sales, top 500 companies in America, you know, to tell me how we do it. So I built a coaching platform based on how I train my own agents and the coaching platform been working on for about four years now. And really what we've done, we shot a, a ton of videos with me coaching people just one-on-one kind of like this. And what we do is we have, you know, A to Z, you know, every lead generation, open houses, sphere of influence, FISBOs, expires, business to business, investors and builders and, you know, the whole Marianne built into this uh, so that when a a student comes into what we call our path performance coaching, they have hundreds of videos they can tap into. So it is like the Netflix of coaching. They watch a video, but the cool part about it is, is as they're watching a video, if I say a script or I say a form or a system or a technique, uh, you can actually download it right now because it's right there on the right side of the page. Like, here's the script. Here's the letter. Here's the drip system. I can actually plug into it. And it's all uh, delivered in, nat- in a native format so they can customize it to their own voice, put their own branding on it. Super affordable. Uh, and we also tap that into live coaching. So every Monday with my students, they get live coaching for me, closed Facebook group. I give them uh, 30 to 40 minutes of intense coaching and I give them an assignment to do every week. So not only do you get the Netflix of coaching, you also get live coaching every Monday. Uh, so, uh, super affordable and you get 14 days free when you try it out. So, cool. uh, anybody that wants to check it out, you can go over to eRealEstateCoach.com and click on the path coaching. We don't accept everyone, I will say. We, we're selective in who we bring on. We want only people that are truly motivated and excited. So we do a discovery call. You click the discovery call. It'll schedule an appointment with me. We'll talk. We'll make sure you're you know, a right fit for the program. And then we'll let you into the system. Uh, so that's one level we ha- also do. Uh, I also do one-on-one coaching with a very select group of agents across the country. Awesome. And so what yeah. is the what is the uh, relevance to the path to real estate Zen? Because when I hear the word Zen, it just just that word calms me. Yeah, yeah. So here's the here, my my dad was the inspiration for that. My dad was a Buddhist. He was a he's a contradiction. <laughs> he was a vegetarian, he was a Buddhist uh uh guy, but he had grown up as a surfer, as a meat eater, you know, he was in the army. But then eventually he 
you know, kind of converted to this whole different lifestyle and he yeah. became super calm in his life and he was at peace. And uh, I always thought that was such a great way to live your life and not be in a state of worry or panic and like, what do I do next? And I think it really applies to real estate because really what I'm take, trying to get agents to a place of, they're not worried about where their next sale is going to come from. And I think that's the biggest factor for agents and the litmus test. I always take my own agents through. I say, if you're worried about where your next deal is coming from, you're not in control of your business. You're market driven. You're not strategy driven. If you have a strategy that you're working in a daily plan that you're working, there's no worries. I mean, the, if you put the work in, the outcome will come. It'll come. You just let go of it. You let go of worry because you don't have to worry about it because we're working a plan. And I know the plan works. So it's not like I've trained thousands and thousands of agents. I, you don't have to worry about it. Just trust the system, right? So that's why we call it the path to real estate. It's done. The reason why we call it the path is because unlike most coaching systems, most coaching systems fail. Uh, and the reason they fail is because the coach is pushing you on a path that you don't want to go down. So they're saying, well, this week I want you to do this. Next week I want you to do that. Next week I want you to do that. We don't do that. We give you you know, a hundred and you know, hundreds of videos, you choose your path. You say this week, I'm interested in sphere. Boom, go do that. Next week, I'm interested in for self owners. Great. Go do that. That's your path. Uh, we're just giving you a framework to work with that. So that's why we call it that. I love it. Makes makes perfect sense. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's awesome. So, okay. So erealestatecoach.com. Yep. Correct. And there's no dashes right. or anything in there. It's just all one yep. word. Erealestatecoach.com. Yep. Fantastic. And if somebody wanted to reach out to you, uh, how would they How would they find you? How can they connect with you? A few different ways. I'd love everybody to connect. Um, we're on Instagram, of course, just uh, Ampersand E-Real Estate Coach. You'll find us there. We're also on Facebook. Same thing, E-Real Estate Coach. Do a search, you'll see us. Uh, send me an instant message through either of those platforms, and I will respond to you directly. I'm happy to answer any questions. You can also reach us through the website. There's a contact us page, and I will respond myself. Another difference between me and other coaches is me personally responding to all my students. I don't have 200 coaches behind me. You're working with you actually get me. I love it. I love it. Well, Jim, this has been uh, this has been awesome. I've been taking notes. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, <laughs> I've got like six or seven just posts I'm going to use, like some quotes you used in all right. um, in various posts. So I will make sure I give you credit. And so we'll thank you. Thank if you, we're not friends already, I will need to make sure we are. Um, sure. I really appreciate you sharing today. I think this has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed Thank it. You. And, Thank you so um, much. I think we'll have to do this again sometime because I feel Love like it. there's some more stuff to talk about. Uh, always, always. Awesome. <laughs> and whatever you want to send me those Southern California homes, you know, feel free. <laughs> I'll set you up on the dream search. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, I really, I really appreciate you being on today. And, and as always, to, to our audience, if you liked what you heard today, you know, make sure there's, there's, there's nothing more that you can do for us then share us, you know, let, let it be known, share it with your colleagues, share it with your teams, let people know about this podcast uh, because we want to get it out to more people. It's all about collaboration and giving back to the real estate community. So thank you again, Jim, for being on today. It's been fantastic. My pleasure. To know you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Welcome agents podcast.